Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. Brought to you by the letter ass. Ass! That's what Seth's mic is. (laughs) (laughs) He's a popper on a laptop right now. You know, y'all are a bunch of elitists. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. I show up, you can hear me, and you're still not happy. Yeah, I, I've been in Africa for months helping Scar with this populist rebellion, and you're calling me an elitist here? I'm a I don't proper jet, that. of course I mean, I'm an you elitist. Are. are you taking their side or are you taking my side? Look, I mean, hell, I, I didn't even have internet for several months just because I was helping with that rebellion. Uh, it turns out... Dude, wasn't uh, that Scar, rebellion, like, literally, like, Scar wasn't doesn't that, like, have, like funded good... by the Koch brothers? <laughs> Dude, one of them's dead now. You can't make jokes about that anymore. <laughs> oh no, I can't make jokes about it's the now Coke the Coke brothers. brother. <laughs> the Coke brother. Say it right. <laughs> Look, I made sacrifices. Is all I'm saying. I didn't have internet to help with the uh, hyena populist rebellion yeah, in Africa, you and you're sitting here with your laptop. Okay. You want to hear laptop? a real sacrifice? I went down. I went downtown the other day, and I went to this coffee shop, and they didn't have. Any more light cream? I had to use whole milk, and it it just it just it's just not as creamy, you know. It's like I would move. I I did. I just did. get out of there. I I'm no longer in the state. I have I'm I've left my home of Fort Gary, Indiana, and now I'm living in uh, Gary Fort, Illinois. Well, I think it's fair to say that you showed them. I did. I, I feel proud about uh, my actions at that coffee shop that day. But not what happened afterwards. <laughs> no, that, that, that was a bad day. <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> uh, but you know what isn't a bad day? It's any day you listen to the Barry Gems podcast, where we try and dig through internet archives, and we're trying our best to try and find them Barry Gems in the next Harry Potter. Ooh, that worked. Um, We got... Two, one, we have proper gent back for, it's been a little bit, but he's been, he's been, you know. Wicked word. What happened to that cotillion you had in Tennessee? So, first off, I just need a little bit of clarification here. What is a cotillion? You know, the, the thing you were setting up in Tennessee to teach people how to, you know, use soup forks and all that stuff. Oh, of course, yes. So, we call it, uh, we call it a cataracty. Uh, down there oh. in the south of oh, Tennessee. Okay. So that's why I was confused by your uh, by your statement there. So our cataracty was uh, pretty good. Um, I actually found my love for our president down there. So uh, <laughs> I can happily oh, say that Joseph Smith, the Mormon prophet who has been resurrected once again and has been president for the last two years, obviously, <laughs> I am endorsing him. For uh, 2021, I think, you know, I think he's going to win. You know, Uh, I hear about these Marion Williamson's and these, you know, these other serious candidates in the race. Like, I think there's like a guy named, uh, you know, Mike Huckabee or something, you know. No, Joseph Smith, 2021, paving the way forward. I I don't know why Mike hates the bees so much. He just keeps hucking them and I'm not it's not fair. They're nice. They're nice little bees. Well, but it's I do agree. He's, I think, from, he's from Iowa. Iowa people oh, specifically hate bees. They're not so, fans of bees. No, especially boobies. Hey, hey. Uh, on that note, let's move over to we got our two special literary experts today. You might have recognized them first. Let's go with hyena. 
Did, yeah, did yeah. you have a did you have a fun time uh in in the desert? I mean that's, you know, a misconception. Not all of Africa's a desert, just what, thirty percent of it? Sahara's yeah. pretty big, but it's not everything there is to see in Africa. So that's pretty insulting. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't bless know. the rains down in there. This is why this is why I support Scar. He wants a more diverse uh representation of like the animal kingdom. Is proper gent? What did he just state? Is that something that happens commonly when you talk about your African heritage? Uh, I bless specifically the rains in, down in, the in Africa. Oh, that song? Is that a common thing that happens? Yeah, do people constantly quote that song at you? Yeah, like uh, Simba, actually, when he was running for a king, he would use that for his like election platform. When he would have rallies, he would just blast that music. What, does he have the rights to that? No, actually, the creator was very upset. So, uh, actually, uh, just to clarify, as Simba's representative here, uh, <laughs> he doesn't have um, the well, right to Toto. saying that. But, but he has the... Uh, you realize he, we are purging all the Simba allies, you know? Well, thank goodness I am in the glorious state of Tennessee, <laughs> United yeah, States of America. Yeah, be uh, oh, we I do mean, not Star have agents hey, everywhere. We do not have the time. rights of. I will make sure hyena to look out for other hyenas. Uh, <laughs> we do not have the rights to Toto's Africa, but we do have the rights to the chain smokers because no one likes that one. So <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's how rights work, right? Yes. Okay. And I I have the right to call you a dick hyena. So there you go. Shots fired. Okay, uh, and we'll move to our our last literary expert of the day. Uh, he's all the way from Cashville, Tennessee. It's like Nashville, but with more cash. And that's uh, Seth. What's good? Happy so how's all the cash coming through? It's really bad. Honestly, the economy slowed like two years ago. It's hard to buy anything here. It's kind of an Iceland scenario where they tell you it's going to be real nice, but it's not. It's pretty it's rough. not. No, it's bad. It's Tennessee. What do you expect? Yeah, does do they actually take credit cards there? No, no. That's it was a law made in like 1930 or something, but it's only cash. I'm sorry, what state are Which you is in? It's a real problem. Cash bill. Tennessee. Oh, you're in Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. Holy shit. Cashville, Dude, Tennessee. Why haven't we met up yet, Seth? What the hell? I, I'm right Look. by uh I'm right by the John Wayne statue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see you. Okay, okay. Here, <laughs> oh, you guys are doing this outside? Here. Yeah. Well, I'm next to the giant wood sculpture. Of, no, uh, no, Jim you're Man. you're sorry. You're going to no, no, no. Sorry, wrong one. Uh, you're. At the, I'm at the John Wayne Gacy statue, not the John <laughs> Wayne one. The John Wayne oh, Gacy. It's really annoying that they put those so close together. I know, right? I mean, you know, are they? Are they implying that John Wayne Gacy is as good as John Wayne or that is John Wayne as bad as John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> yes. They just think that for different reasons, they both deserve to be idolized. <laughs> I mean, I worship both of them when I uh, commit, you know, blood sacrifices. So I don't see, you know, what the issue is. And when is. you go rescue an old Western village. It's, it's at the same time. Yeah. yeah so I mean, that's what the blood, that's what the blood sacrifices are for. Seth, in Cashville, uh, has your orange juice factory ever, has it taken off yet? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. No, I gave that up a long time ago. I mean, it was took my, just, then what's my house used for? Can I go back in? <laughs> no, I honestly don't ever go in there again. Why not? 
You stole my house from me to make this orange juice. Look, okay, hey. We both agreed I could use it at the time that it happened. <laughs> you sent I'm me saying, a dose of eviction. Hey, it wasn't agreed. Hey. hey. Wow, y'all are very uh, connected for people that have never met in person. I don't know. We met a couple times. We just kind of get off track here and there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, who would have guessed, you know, just it's a big world, dude. But it's a big small town. It's well, not a big world when you're in a people named John. Tennessee, I don't think. Well, the world gets a lot smaller in Tennessee. I don't know. The uh, the dedicated viewer, which um, I mean, we should have a ton because this is a great video. But you can count uh, them on your hand. They say you could count. <laughs> I mean, all, not on one, but possibly two. But you could. Uh, they would. They would. They would be thinking. They'd have gears turning. Is like, should I be excited right now? And and should. That excitement really, I'm, I'm getting excited. Like, I'm excited right now. And the reason is because you probably put it two together uh, or you just read the title. We're doing Sierra the Robot again. It's been forever. Ah. Oh, my God. It has. It's, for us, it's been a long time. Are these going to release simultaneously? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for the, you know, for the they're month, a long time for the viewers also. Which the viewers also been a long be a recap. Time. Do you even so, remember so when part uh, four came out? Like what month was it? Oh, what year was oh it? Oh God, this was it was 2016. That was a good year. Things were simpler back then. Black man president. Simpler. Things made sense. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, we're gonna do a quick recap of we. So we are currently we're starting with chapter ten. But so do you guys remember? I'll just How do many a quick chapters recap. are there just to get an idea? There's 18 chapters. So wow. wow. So just a little bit over halfway. So let's do a quick recap. So Sarah, Sarah Samuel was created in a lab 13 years ago. And then on her 13th birthday, she uh, was transferred to a human biodroid body. She had body. a really good birthday cake. I she remember had a that. really good. No, but we that weren't she told never about got to eat. We were told that. We weren't told the taste. <laughs> we were told about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but not. Oh, right. The birthday cake wasn't good. Everything around it was. That's right. Yeah. Um, so she was born and then she was raised a little bit and then an FBI or government kill squad came in and killed her poppy and she had to run away and become an orphan. Right. Always fucking. And then she was running the orphanage basically. Yeah. She became it's an like orphan. She cooked and did the accounting, right? But she kept <laughs> right. a low profile. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she That's kept a low it. profile while cooking and accounting for the orphanage because she was uh, a random girl that happened to show up and the owner of the orphanage. Uh, let her do that. But then she also found Jesus Christ because she had a, a, a dream. Oh, God, I forgot about that angle. <laughs> I remember. Oh, my God. That was such yeah, a the small Christian point, robot. But we, I remember. I hope that it comes up more. And thinking that, like, the expectations of that were going to change everything. Like, Jesus was <laughs> right. going like, to show up. He, he hasn't showed up since. Yeah, I, I hope he makes a return. There's still eight more chapters. There's a lot of time for Jesus in this. Yeah, absolutely. It's never enough time. After discovering Jesus and Jesus telling her to be a good robot, uh, she uh, becomes a good robot, and she, you know, she does all the cooking and cleaning and stuff. And then she also is a uh, her friend with a weird, weird accent. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 her friend with a weird, weird accent uh, gets her to join the. Um, the, the like pageant show or something. The, ta- not the talent yeah, show. The talent show. Right? It's she, and then after singing, uh, she gets voice trained by none other than her sister. 
uh, who is so Dr. Samuel had two daughters. One of them died at a young age. Sierra's body is based off that young sister's that young daughter's body. So it's like essentially the same. The classic replace your daughter with a robot that's like super sad story. And then her her the other sister found Sierra and was a vocal coach. Um and so she once Sierra won the talent show, she had proved herself and the sister adopted her. I just have to say these uh you know this kill squad is fucking horrible at their job. The first thing you should do is be it's like scoping out the sister like twenty four seven. But so the sister uh, adopted Sierra, and then Sierra almost died because the kids uh, stabbed her with a rake, and the <laughs> like, well, the did rat she, like That's just right. step on it or something. She <laughs> stepped. No, yeah, it was a cartoonist. She stepped on the rake and it hit her, and then she <laughs> right, fell yeah, down. Like Looney Tunes and it death. stabbed it stabbed her, and then a little rabbit came over and patched her up. Um, then she got a boyfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much happened. So she got a like boyfriend. a lot of like flavorful random details that don't go anywhere with this. Uh, oh, she so she joined that contest to become a celebrity singer, and there was that little girl with cancer uh, oh. in her throat, and so she convinced the little girl to not only did the little girl get to the next round, but she convinced the little girl to change out her voice with a robot voice so that she wouldn't die of cancer. Um, then she got a boyfriend who wrote her a song that Is won that really, her. You have to be presented that choice. That just. Uh, and what? then the boyfriend wrote a song called Seasons. And if I remember correctly, the hit part of Seasons, let me see if I can find it, was this neat little line about, uh, where's the season? Uh, all I know is that her boyfriend's, uh, uh autistic or whatever, and... That was something mentioned. What is I'm, I'm yeah, I remember yeah saying the song. That was uh what song? Oh no, the, wait. So we didn't we did, we did, we did, autistic song? So we didn't get to see um that we didn't get to see the lyrics to the song that her boyfriend wrote. Um Oh, so this is a different But thing. it did win her the the yeah, competition. Yeah, that was the Phoenix Ashes thing or is that different? That was the him she songs? That was the song for the talent show. Oh, gotcha. But you uh, was singing for this story. <laughs> Look, so, yeah. okay, then like I'll get the rest of this. Then she won this separate talent, like, you know, show thing with Dancing with the Stars with the girl who had cancer throat. And mm-hmm. then the princess of, like, the Empire the was like, we like- like your singing so much, I've come to see you. And then Sierra was she, like, And she cool, immediately was like, I'm a robot, most- <laughs> yep. lady that Deepest, is helping- secret. <laughs> Who is helping me, the Holocaust against my people? You clearly said you had some questions, and that means my cover was blown, even though you just had some questions. And I remember Sierra did it in the most dramatic way possible, which is just took a fucking knife and slit her wrist. <laughs> it was All her right. hands. Thank you very much. Okay, that's better. It's that's not like emu. Be- We're not being emus here. <laughs> That that was like the last thing that happened, right? Like and her just revealing herself to Space Nazi family showed up. Yeah, that was the cliffhanger. Dr. Samuel showed up. Dr. Samuel. He somehow survived the hit squad. Or he's a robot, just saying. So the last line of the chapter nine where we left off was, shortly after I returned home, there was a knock at the front door. I was alone, and despite instructions not to, I opened it anyway. And at the door was a disheveled old man, a a black man with blue eyes. Dad? So that was where we left off. Okay. 
Wow, I do not remember that. Yeah, I do remember there being a black person with blue eyes. Sierra not, has not a common thing. She, she, yeah, she is black with blue eyes. So, so if you're wondering why that uh, recap sounds kind of meandery and aimless, it's because that's what the story's like. Yeah, um, the story's completely in order, <laughs> man. Imagine if we recap gay tales at this point. <laughs> oh like, God, that'd be harder, honestly. <laughs> that'd, that'd be really hard. Gay tale um, part seven coming never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let, I guess let's just. Uh, do you guys remember what your rankings for Sierra were? I remember Not it wasn't like two it wasn't good. Horrible. It was like a two out of five or two. It was like five two, out of five. I think it was like average I think it was around like, two and a half. Yeah, it wasn't like horrible, but yeah, not. It wasn't great. Yeah, this is I something the host of the show should have written down our scores. So you know, we. Would I, I thought I did, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, I didn't want to. <laughs> so, uh, how do you guys feel about? So you, everyone caught up. Yeah, I, sure. I feel like it was just yesterday when we. Perfect. So let's just let's just let's just let's just jump we'll on in. Fucking it. go! I'm sick of <laughs> let's waiting. Let's fucking Kick die. Down the door. Let's fucking boom. boom. Chapter ten. You add it up, proper gent. I, I don't actually. I've, oh, I've got okay. Ready to go. I'm kidding. I have it up. I have it up. Let's <laughs> I could not believe my eyes. My father, my creator, Doctor Sa- David Samuel, was not only alive but standing before me, with a scraggly beard and smelling like he hasn't showered in three years. Which is a very logical thing to assume, as I imagine he never even had access to any basic facilities in what I can only assume is wandering around the wilds of Yenuris, on how nobody found him since then. Tight. <laughs> well, I can't really speculate at this point. Dad, is that really you? I asked in surprise, disbelieving that this was the same man who created me as a disembodied artificial intelligence and gave me a biodroid body. Honestly, this recaps it for us. Yeah, I know. Why are we even bothering? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Sierra. It's me. Your daddy. Father said, sounding exhausted. I, I thought you were dead. How did you survive? I asked. (laughs) That's quite a story in and of itself. All that matters is that I'm going to take you home with me. Dr. Samuel said. Sketchy. But (laughs) a good way of surviving is not telling Space Hitler's sister who you are. (laughs) I didn't do that, so we'll be fine. But... The house was blown up. And even if I wanted to return with you, I can't. I have a new life. I'm actually a celebrity, a singer, and I see. (laughs) He wasn't having that shit. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to do this. But I did not come all this way just to leave empty-handed. Command code Delta Niner. Zero, three, three, two, seven, five. Dr. Samuel said, then my mind went blank, and I found myself in a meadow with myself. At least I thought she was me. And Jesus? <laughs> All right, wishful thinking. Sierra, it's good to meet you in person at last. You're, you're Sally, aren't you? I asked. 
Sally just nodded and said nothing. What am I doing here? What, what has, what has Dr. Samuel done to me? It is as this. When I died, it broke father. He blamed God for what had happened to me and dedicated his life to try to recreate me. But it wasn't enough for him. He wanted control. Unquestioning. Tell me. Have you wondered why it took him 13 years to upload you into a biodroid body? Because he's bad at his job. <laughs> I'm, that tracks. So, <laughs> well, he said that it was for me to mature before being placed in an appropriate body. I said, sound, sounding uncertain. No. In fact, with the technological advances of the Empire, it's possible for an AI to be as emotionally mature as it is pre-programmed. The thing is, it took him 13 years to program you properly to his liking. To keep you from straying beyond just being a replacement for me. An, ob an obedient, unthinking robot to fill in the void that he refused to let heal on its own. Sally explained. I... Dr. Samuel is insane? I said in shock. Yes. His life was fairly well off. He had a good family, married the woman he loved, had two twin daughters. Then one of them died. And he snapped. Sally explained. But... What did he just do to me? Am I... Am I dead? I asked. No. Fact of the matter is that he just made you unconscious. Some manner of subconscious command that was programmed into you. That can allow him to command you without any resistance on your part. Sally said. So, Dr. Samuel's a bit of a psychopath. We kind of yeah. called it. I think we like literally said, like, he, like this is Frankenstein's mom. Yeah, somebody like, was calling know. that he's going to become the villain. That was a yeah. good call. Somebody called it, yeah. I think Seth called it when 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 we were like, hey, we were just talking about this fucking cake, and then she and then he was like, Oh wait, you want cake? And he she's like, Can I have cake this early? And he, she's like he's like, No, fuck no, you can't have cake yet. What am I thinking? <laughs> I mean, I, you I do, stupid bitch. You thought you could have cake? <laughs> I, I do I do like like this direction with this type of story though, where it's like the person trying to replace somebody and it turns back. There's like a Black Mirror episode like that, right? Probably. Just like that direction makes more sense to me than, you know, being, ooh, it just all... And also, okay. we know why he's an atheist now. He blamed God for the death of his daughter. That's not how but atheism works, but all right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but that is like a classic, like, uh, even, uh, maybe not evangelical, but, you know, Christian stereotype of atheist. Is this yeah. entire chapter just going to be an exposition dump? Sounds like it. <laughs> God damn it. I'm just hoping we get this a Jesus Jim, death right? spot again. Guys, it's just like Dak Tribal again. It's like, except at least she has a decency to put into dialogue as opposed to just, Broken. here it is. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't even know. Oh, to do what? I asked. 
to erase your memories and continue where he left off before the Ashen Inquisition caught on to his experiments. By the way, that sounds cool as fuck. Like the Ashen. The Ashen. That's a, Good job on the naming that name come there. Up before? No, no, but no, no. Typhon but, Omega eleven thirty eight. Solid name. That was dope gonna, as hell. I'm gonna steal it. But do not be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> For your sentience and all that you have accomplished will not be casually discarded now. It's time to wake up. Then without a warning, I woke in a lab and found that I was strapped to a table. Kinky. Doctor <laughs> Doctor Samuel? I said. That's a ask, by the way. No, whatever. Just just give me a moment, Sierra. You'll be back to normal soon enough. Then a door burst open. A number of biodroid soldiers entered, followed by a figure in a menacing-looking armor. Not unlike the suit that the first Ashborn Emperor wore during his wars to unite to mankind. Emperor, I like That's how they're, they're undercutting the awesome action scene <laughs> with, like, fucking exposition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, under his empire. No. No! I will not lose my baby girl again. Dr. Samuel raved as he pulled out a gun and fired on the armored figure. The figure was not perturbed as it approached Dr. Samuel and grabbed him by the neck. And I've lost enough friends, and one way or another, I won't lose her. The figure said as he threw Dr. Samuel aside into a wall. Wait, do I know her? My question was quickly answered as the yes, figure removed her helmet. Idiot. <laughs> it was Princess Victoria Ashbourne. Victoria? What are you doing here? I asked. Long story short, Yulnaris's planetary inquisitor saw a dead man take you into an abandoned warehouse. I was notified, and I came to rescue you. Victoria said as she undid my restraints. This chick might be way into her also. I mean, they had like one talk, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Now she's creepily obsessed with her. She is my best friend. We are BFFs. Her friendship bracelet and mine. Like, I'm a fucking princess of a galactic empire, and I'm just going to personally bust in with like my Inquisition (laughs) armor. Yeah, this is some. I'm liking it so far. Thank you. Thank you, Lady Victoria. I said gratefully as I stood up from the table. So, what was his deal? Victoria asked. I then explained what I saw while I was unconscious, for lack of a better word. That's not answering the question, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's very irrelevant, but (laughs) alright. In short, he has abandoned the Lord... As the one true god of the universe, because he lost one of his daughters? I don't know how to tell you this, but in this completely real book of mine, Job lost his entire family and his fortunes. And yet, even though he spent almost that entire book ranting about how much his life took a 180, he never directly said a bad thing against the three-in-one. Victoria said in contempt. I want that to be my rap name. The three of one. <laughs> the three of one. Three, yeah, the three, three and one. one. What is, that is what the dopest. Holy ghost. Jesus. Yahweh. God. The three and one. The three and one. <laughs> I, I, did, I did not expect Job to make an appearance in this. <laughs> 
hey, I mean, that's the go-to for this situation. This person is dead. Uh, what is going on here? Joe's <laughs> family was significantly bigger. And are you p- downplaying Sally's death? You're goddamn right, bitch. I, s- I, d- I said. <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> What's that? I downplay nothing. Trust me. I know what it's like to be faced with despair, but unlike this pitiful, miserable excuse of a man, I rose above it in spite of myself. Granted, I need Phoenix of the Seasons, you know, that song you sang, to really get myself (laughs) out of my depression. But that isn't the point. Just wanted to, you know, give a shout out, girlfriend. Yeah, thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, now I can I inquisition people all day. He gave in and dedicated his life to digging himself deeper and deeper into heresy and despair, blinded by his loss and unwilling to move on from his grief. Victoria explained at length. Yeah, that's what fucking I'd... happened. So, so, <laughs> so, like, I'm just, I'm just painting the picture. So she woke up on the bed, then immediately Victoria broke into the guys. door, and then they just started talking theology. <laughs> like right is she after on she robot like, acid? She's she, gotta be she, on robot acid. <laughs> this lady is an inquisitor, guys. Give her some credit. I just admitted. Can we just talk about how Christianity turned out to be the religion <laughs> that would go across the cosmos? Are we flipping oh, it went everywhere? <laughs> it, it went, dude. It's the three and one. How is how is that the winner? It's such a it's such a earth minded religion, like literally Dude. the basis of it. Well, is but there's correct? only humans though so far, so it, it would match up. There's, there's no nothing aliens, else. Right? Yeah, maybe humans just we've been introduced to. But we're to a planet called Yanaris, and we're somehow I, yeah. Still- I would figure that Mormonism would be the one to go. I would go to different planets because well, yeah, guess, Mormonism I, should I, be I mean, the winner. I suppose what I'm implying is if there's not aliens, you don't have like that existential but there problem. Are aliens. Like, why the fuck doesn't buy? Oh, there are. Yeah, remember story? there's an alien oh, that, bro- that that broke the sound system at the talent show with his electromagnetic uh, powers. Really? Yeah, there are, there's something good in the school. I remember that. That li- does that literally disprove Christianity and like most of not dis- all forms. Disprove you know, it. It just is a very like open question of like why he spent one day to create the stars, and then he spent six days for Earth. Yes, that disproves that shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, but I imagine their argument would be like, you know, he spent six days on their planets, also, you know. But it's he not did it. Relevant. It's not what the Bible said, fucker. You're assuming that everyone was created equal under this god, proper gent. But it's- also, these are inquisitors. <laughs> yeah, they could say fuck these aliens. Maybe the aliens are subjugated. Because they're like, oh, they didn't have Jesus. We did. Clearly, Jesus doesn't like him. I just looked at the man who made me, the one who was ready to effectively kill me, to destroy the person I had become to satisfy his desires. What? What will you do with him? I asked. He's declared himself one of the faithless. Yes. That alone is reason Wait, she, enough she, to kill him. She actually here and now, <laughs> but that would be a kindness. Moreover, he has succeeded in creating a sentient bio droid, the first one to my knowledge since Emperor Idominus's assassination and the Phoenix Intergillium. He the can still inter. Egnium. Interignum. Interignum. Interignum, yeah. 
He could still... Is that a made-up word? Am I stupid here? No, it's a made-up word. Use (laughs) to the Empire, by and large. So we just clarified that if you're atheist in the society, you get shot. (laughs) Okay, so it is a death sentence. That's what it says. He declared himself one of the faithless. That alone... That alone (laughs) is reason... She's the princess. (laughs) She runs the Empire. She also inquisitions, okay? That alone is enough reason to kill him here and now. So that's. I wonder if she's read the Bible. I mean, she knows about Job. (laughs) Yeah, but don't you think like the passages about how women should have bride prices and stuff like that would be a major turnoff? I'm just saying. I mean, yes, but that doesn't stop a girl to find ministries either. So, I mean, I don't see see why it would stop (laughs) an intergalactic empire. Yeah, but you you uh, you would hope that you know technology also, clearly, and education look, would in what do you want vertically challenge letting women inquisition now in the future? Like God, <laughs> it's dark times. How much are you going to demand from Christianity before you like slaughter and murder the yes. vertically challenged? <laughs> All right, uh, proper gent, uh, <laughs> dub over that with something. But but my kind are illegal when sentient. How would they even work? I asked. All in good time, Miss Samuel. All in good time. For now, let me worry about your maker. And of making it possible for you to openly live as a sentient gynoid. Will... Gynoid? Gynoid. Drop you home. That sounds like an insult term or something. Uh. It sounds a little derogatory. Okay, so yeah. a gynoid or fembot is a feminine human humanoid robot. Gynoids appear widely in science fiction. Good to know. We'll drop you home. My bad. And we can pretend that the last few hours didn't happen. For you, at least. For me, I got work to do. <laughs> Victoria said. Are you going to talk to your brother, the Emperor? You're going to say something, Seth? Yeah, hold up. So she's going to kill the guy, not only because he's atheist, but because he created a sentient robot that then saved the sentient robot? Well, no. the sentient robot had a song she liked. So. Yeah, so so they're not going to kill They're it. not going to kill Dr. Samuel. They're going to enslave him. Uh, oh, they're the enslaving vi- him? That's what he said, because he said, um, uh, where is it? Just like take care of him or whatever. He could still be of use to the empire. So they're, they're going to enslave him. Their inquisitioning him. is so much more progressive in the future. <laughs> they're not just straight up killing and torturing people. Women can now inquisit. So I don't know what you're complaining about here. Fuck you. <laughs> this is. Uh, I asked. No, idiots. More focused on hedonism, really. Inquisitors and governors are the only real ones really doing anything in terms of actually governing and the day-to-day management of the Empire. I'd go on, but I think the good doctor is coming too. We will meet again. Victoria said, I gotta say, Victoria sounds like a villain to me. Like, I think everybody's villains here. (laughs) You're not supposed to cheer for anyone. Except Sierra, I guess. She's just like not anything in terms of being proactive. And 
Well, she and her entourage dropped me off back home. Apparently, I wasn't gone from home as long as I had thought. Just a few hours. The only, the only one home other than me was my dog, Gold. He made a bit of a mess in a vain attempt to get my attention when I wasn't even home. So, in addition to the revelation that my father was insane and had created me to try to replace his dead daughter, that part I actually did know, but it didn't bother me until now. But I had to make it look like Gold didn't do anything. Thankfully, Gold didn't break it anything. It didn't bother valuable. me until I tried. I was going to erase my memory about it. <laughs> Thankfully, Gold didn't break anything valuable. He just left dirt and mud and just about uh, just about everywhere on the floor. Now things weren't really the same. The man I had mourned was insane. I took his supposed death better than he did Sally's, and he comes back just to try effectively kill me? Not destroy my body, but apparently he's killed me multiple times for not meeting his standards. I just, I just can't believe it. It's true, but I can't believe it. And could I forgive him for what he's done? I have my family, and that is enough for me at least. But Dr. Samuel, God only knows what Victoria and the Inquisition might do to him. But for now, for now, I'll just do as I always do. Make the best of the situations that are given given to me and rely on God to get through the worst of it. End of chapter 10. Well, that was hard-hitting chapter. So... <laughs> Let's 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 collect our thoughts. <laughs> what what the fuck just happened? I, I mean, I'm enjoying this new direction so, over the high school drama stuff. Yeah, it definitely took a turn. I mean, so he is pissed that the robot has free will and decides to just end her, and then she gets saved by uh, he, a morally he, confused dictator. He, he, he keeps reconfiguring her to be like the daughter. Well, it, it, they said the only thing that he didn't like was like her ability to think for herself or something, right? Well, I think it's, it's like, like, oh, she wants process. to go do stuff on her own. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah, saying, wants- definitely probably the best chapter. I'm kind of surprised yeah. he left off right here. Like, had I known what was around the corner, I would have wanted to do this quicker. Authors are really good at making names and stuff. You know, the Ashen. Dude, that Ashen Empire what, uh, is amazing. Also, the Emperor's name was pretty good. Just like all the, yeah, that type of stuff. Like, I, I kind of want this person to just make the story about the Empire at a bigger scale level, maybe. Yeah. Eight, eight chapters of world building coming up. <laughs> so, I mean, so one thing I'm worried about this, it seems like this chapter is very self-contained. Um, I have a, yeah, it's I have gonna a go feeling. back to high school yes. drama. That's exactly what I thought. Uh, uh, any last notes from anybody before we move on to the next chapter? beautiful but you know i just had communion and i thought to myself and then stop me if you've thought this to yourself and i know you're gonna stop me that communion wafer is just a little bland like i feel like that the the taste of the lord would be appealing to the common man and really excite the taste buds because it, it is his body and so that's when a, th- a thought came to my head and so 
I, I partnered with this amazing company and it's a uh, flaming hot communion wafers. <laughs> I didn't know they existed, but it's a thing, and I'm so excited. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited because I can't. Oh my, like taste buds just popping out of my mouth because I just want to get some of that flaming hot body of Christ in my body. I want, I want to dip it in there and get that wine infused with that good old flaming hot powder all over the body of Christ. Mm, just, it's the excitement that the Lord really wants us to have, and so. Um, at the next time uh, you're at church and you're ready to take communion, uh, you know, don't forget Flamin' Hot Communion Wafers. Uh, buy them at your local 7-Eleven. Uh, oh, wait, they're starting up again. Okay, I'm going to have to be quiet. Thanks. Bye. Sweet. Let's move on to chapter 11. It had been six years since I encountered Dr. Samuel, and he attempted oh, to shit. kill me. <laughs> so we did we didn't have a time jump. Bigger time jumps than fucking Berber and friends. Jesus I'm Christ. Like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. So wait, she'd be like 20 now? She, she was 16. Yeah, she'd be 22. 22. So damn. She's, so she's, she's like, like our she age. could be graduated from college, you know, drink legally. Yeah, all that. Not stuff. that you would, you know, because you know Jesus and all. Well, yeah, she's a good Christian girl, so none of that. Not in any literal sense, but he would have deleted my memories. Effectively, that would have killed me, destroyed everything I had become since I thought he died years ago. Makes me wish that he had. But at any rate, <laughs> <laughs> but at any I mean, rate, she's not wrong. Since that day that I haven't shared with anyone when I was saved by Princess Victoria herself from having my uniqueness destroyed by the madman who created me, I've been ascendant in the imperial music industry. To put it simply, I now own my own private star yacht. Of course, I actively kept the fame and fortune I had attained from going to my head. Never stopped me from being excited about it, though, but I'm getting off topic. Point is, one day I was vacationing in the Horsehead Nebula, lounging on the observation deck with some friends I invited along. Chief among them was Lily Utua, who I met when I made that fateful audition that began my career. Since then, she's gotten a- Chewbacca girl? Uh, oh, no, it's Cancer Girl, right? Uh, yeah, Cancer Girl who I met when I made the, made the fateful audition that began my career. Since then, she's gotten a cloned throat to replace her cancer-ridden one. Dave Fitzgerald, my boyfriend and my songwriter. Jennifer Kim, that's the Chewbacca one. One of my <laughs> oldest friends... Oh, she's still here, yes. <laughs> one of my oldest friends from high school. Henrietta Vulcan, the first person outside of my father I'd ever met and ran the halfway home that I was adopted from. What's going on, kids? Vulcan <laughs> out. <laughs> So this is just a list of every character that's been... All the main characters. Starg Hilk, a Logothar and Biodroid engineer that I had known since I had been adopted by Selene. So that's the, the rabbit. Yes, um, of course. The butler rabbit? Is that what it was? No, he's an engineer. He's, he was the doctor. Oh. Yeah, he, like, he saved her. I, okay. I would have invited my adopted family, but they had pressing matters back on Yonaris. Suffice it to say, Kara and Bob made a bit of a mess. Literally, involving a sewage treatment plant and some unlabeled explosives that somehow got into their hands. I don't even want to guess what's going on. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Hang on, are they terrorists? <laughs> They're terrorists. They have 
Oh my god! Look, you're when you fight the Inquisition, you gotta. Sometimes you know you know that you know that time when you're kids and you blow up a sewage plant with some C four. And absolutely. Lily said as we all turned over to tan and the nebula's glow. Now it's generally frowned on to be near a nebula without proper ship sh- ship shielding, but my ship was far enough away that the worst that happened was that we could get a mild tan. That was when I got the call. Miss Samuel, I am sorry to interrupt, but there's an urgent message on your private terminal. It's Priority Primarius Alpha. My ship AI said. What? Or wait, hang on. She's a little older now. What? There has to be some kind of mistake. I said in disbelief, for our priority Primaris Alpha Code message was used almost exclusively by the military and the Inquisition. Why did they have a line to the military and Inquisition? <laughs> no mistake, Sierra. It's for your eyes only. The AI, the AI said. I then went to my private quarters and activated my terminal. Ah, Sierra. How has your vacation been going? Princess Victoria? No. It's Saint Andominus, the Shepherd of Fire. Of course it's me, Victoria said. Ah, humor. Humor that isn't really humor, but just saying goofy things. So, how is your promotion? That's our podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was that a <laughs> I think dis- this author dude did they fucking burn us this burn us guys hey, well it was a combo move the author I don't know if I could take such criticism I need to shut down the podcast <laughs> you know what guys you can find another co-host I'm out of here <laughs> I asked as the prince that had recently been promoted to the official head of the Empire's military. Oh, it's been great. Aside from having my idiot brother. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long he's going to strike. <laughs> um, so I guess. We are jokes. We are jokes. <laughs> we are serious. We're not just goofing off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I just dropped my. Oh, hang on. Oh, you, you dropped the picket. Jokes. Okay, here I got an, I got I got another picket one, but it already has a, a statement on it. It just says, um, "Oh shit, just got ran over by a car." Oh, dude, okay, I got a new one, but mine just says, "Goofy, goofy, goofballs, goofy gaff, gaff." I don't I know. The rock. I remember Seth got to join the Goofy Goobers for a little bit. Yeah, very racist. He was the tambourine player, right? Something like that. <laughs> Is it a band? <laughs> it was more like a. It's it's a protest band. Like they show up at the protest as a band. Like they don't go to bars and stuff. But like they're that, just so that's goofy. fucking lame. Fancy consumerist worms. Fancy octopus. I I want to renegotiate my contract. I'll give you two gaffs. Yeah, I want you drive a hard bargain. Let's see two gaffs. Okay, two and a half. Gaffs are worth more on the gift right. gaff scale. All right, strike work. Strike work, guys! Woo! Woo! Dude, but the market's about to be flooded with gaffs. It's a really bad investment. <laughs> he doesn't know that I have two whole. I have two loofs over here, and half of that orange coat. I'm putting all dropped. my money in gifts. Uh, oh, it's been great. 
Aside from having my idiot brother breathe down my neck, telling me how to do my job and withholding resources that the legions need to survive. Sorry, I'm rambling. Tell me, how much do you know about my brother's reign? And how Tor- we're going to overthrow it? <laughs> Victoria Oh, asked. shit. Okay, he added that last part. <laughs> Uh-oh, okay. I was like, what? Damn it, I was hoping. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, part of my new contract, I get some more creative liberties, so I can add like <laughs> even more. I was pretty excited. I'm like, all right, this just got. I, I make a the lot story better. <laughs> but it's not real. It's not real. Well, I mean, you don't have to keep your opinion secret. Please speak freely, Victoria said. He is a vain, hedonistic, self-absorbed fop. Who cares only for his own wants? This isn't relatable at all. I said frankly. Yes. And almost ten years ago, he usurped the empire from my mother and father in a coup. Took my birthright from me. And killed every friend I had at the time. Jesus. She definitely is going to try to overthrow this guy. <laughs> I think you're right. Exiled me to the Bellator Phoenix. Do you guys know what a fop is? I just looked it up. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? That's a real word. word. Yeah, I thought it was made up. No, a fop. What is it? Like it's someone a, that's like uh, concerned about like how he dresses more than. Yeah, it's you like know. a dandy. Or like, I guess huh. for the modern so this is listener. like an 1800s term. Yes. Yeah, probably in the Bible. <laughs> I don't know about Honestly. that. I don't know Bible, but it's so for the for the modern listener, maybe like no. an e boy or a, the Bible. or a soft boy would be like what, what a soft boy, soft boys. <laughs> okay, Victoria said, referring to the elite soldiers of the Empire. You don't have to remind me about what happened. I said, sympathetic for her losses in her childhood. But that fool only made me stronger. <laughs> and before the year's end, I will bring him to justice for what he did to mother and father and my friends. Victoria ranted. Okay, so why are you calling me? <laughs> like shit motherfucker I'm like you just a shitty like vessel I, like, I, I like sung a song you liked I know the ago. reader hasn't God heard this stuff yet mind. but uh, you've told me a ton <laughs> <laughs> I asked well to make a long story short you're going to have to cut your vacation short I'm holding orbit over old Yarth Earth Victoria Earth. said oh. What are you even talking about? How does holding orbit over mankind's homeworld require that my vacation has to be cut short? I asked. Well, that depends. How familiar are you with the Praetorian Machina? Victoria asked, referring to the ancient bodyguards of the Shepherd of Fire, the first emperor of the Phoenix Empire, the first biodroids ever created. What? Biodroid doesn't know about them. But I was under the impression that they were all killed during the Phoenix Interdigium. I said. They weren't. 
It's been a secret kept by the Ashbourne family since the War of Airs. And it's somewhat ironic because, you know, I'm in the heir to the throne and my brother decided not to kill me. Anyways, that in his <laughs> last days, as the poison that degraded his body was halted, he had a bunk constructed deep beneath the surface of Old Earth, where they were cryogenically sealed away to spare them from the inevitable culling of sentient biodroids. Victoria explained. Ah, I. Even if that is the case, why would uncovering centuries-old biodroids help your cause? And you still aren't explaining why you need my direct help. I was getting to that. Point is, the bunker itself is sealed to keep everything and everyone out. Except for a sentient biodroid. So unless there are others hiding somewhere in the Empire, you're my only way inside. Victoria explained. Or, I mean, you could do it like the end of Fallout 3 and just suicide in for no reason. Yeah. it's another option. Yeah, fuck you, Fox. <laughs> right, yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> I got it. It's your destiny. Uh, sorry, friend. I'm sorry. I help you, and I literally helped you in Vault 87 with the exact same shit, but now... <laughs> Now you gotta do this shit on your own. This is your destiny. I mean, you're 21 already. You're gonna die in three years from radiation cancer. Like, you've lived your life, man. <laughs> you guys are talking about Sierra, right? Yes. It's the same It's the same scenario. Oh, it's a crossover? It's the exact same thing. Are you certain that you need my help alone? I asked. I'd try other ways, but I'd rather not risk the bunker's content. By breaching the bunker entrance with explosives, Victoria said. And do you really require Praetorian Machina to reclaim the Firewing Throne from Orpheus? I asked. Well, we first were going to do Deus Ex Machina, but no, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's more to prove a point. Not only have I had Dr. Samuel recreate the sentient biodroids that he initially used to create you, but that sentient biodroids are not the menace everyone has thought they were since the death of Indominus the First, Victoria said. Well, my friends don't really seem to mind what I am, I said. And that should be the norm. Now, please, I promise you, this will be the only favor I will ever ask of you. Just help me to awaken the Praetorian Machina, and I will never ask you for anything again, Victoria said. Reluctantly, I cut my vacation short and made course for Old Earth, where Victoria's flagship, the Invic Invictus-class Dreadnought Divine Retribution, sat. Story Arch Sparrow 9-1 this is Divine Retribution Control Tower. Marshal Primaris Victoria, notified that your ship is free to enter Old Earth airspace. Please follow the escort fighters for her definition. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The communication officer said over my ship's comm channel. This is Star Yacht Sparrow 9-1. I will follow the escort fighters. Did somebody get this guy from the StarCraft universe? Jesus. Butter my biscuit. <laughs> 
<laughs> butter me up and call me a biscuit. Butter, butter my biscuit. <laughs> butter my buns and eat me like a biscuit. <laughs> I said as I followed the escort figures into the atmosphere, and I realized that the destination was in Antarctica, at the base of the Brazier of the Lost, the last structure ever raised on old Earth after the Anatha had transported the entire population to a pocket universe. And Don't just-, just drop this stuff! What the hell? <laughs> you mean the Earth is just like got transported to another universe? A pocket universe. Wait, what just happened? I'm s- <laughs> Okay. What? I said as I followed the escort fighters into the atmosphere. I spaced out on like the biggest sentence in this story. And I realized that the destination was in Antarctica. At the base of the Brazier of the Lost, the last structure ever raised on Old Earth after the Anatha had transported the entire population to a pocket universe. Okay. Hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> what? Who are the Anatha? So it's like just the people, but the planet is left behind. So apparently Old Earth's empty. But, right, but the but people the pop- were, went somewhere. To a pocket universe. Right, right. But how did they get there? Huh? How did they get back to Old Earth? They, they flew? Well, they didn't. Wait, right. Are they all what dead? Is all the population no, of old Earth dead? They're in the pocket universe, They're in the pocket right? universe. Yeah. So, all the just colonists, so all the colonists are still alive, but in the, the pocket fuck universe. fuck is a pocket right? universe? <laughs> well, just like a universe you put separate... <laughs> just a theory. I, I'm sure it'll come up later. That's not something you just throw in. Yeah, the people just, people yeah, just yeah, left Seth, to a pocket universe. What was your theory? This is the Matrix. <laughs> oh, that would make I, it. I, while we're theorizing, because actually, yeah, there's a lot of shit being brought up. I'm going to say she's going to help this lady Inquisitor get into power, and she's going to be like way fucking worse than anybody else. I'd rather have a vertically challenged. The next- vertically challenged. I, I, <laughs> God, that's going to be too, uh, I'm gonna need, too vertically yeah, challenged. I'm going to need two vertically challenged there. <laughs> that still sounds worse. <laughs> I, would, I would rather be a fuck than vertically challenged. <laughs> You're but, uh, fancy. But, yeah, <laughs> but uh, what were you going to say? It's getting like, uh, this is reminding me of like the Halo lore where it's like very religious sci-fi stuff and just weird, weird, mysterious shit happening on. I'm this liking. is getting this is getting interesting. I mean, our fears of it just dropping off again is not happening. Yeah, thank God. I thought I was going to go back to high school. And just my luck. I didn't think to bring along winter clothes. Just leave it to poor planning on my part. At any rate, I disembarked in the warmest <laughs> clothes I had. Silly me. You didn't think to bring heavy cloths, did ya? Victoria said as I shivered in the subarctic cold. It, 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 is it warmer inside? I asked. Probably. At any rate, you biodroids are more durable than this. But here's a temperature suit. Victoria said as she show- threw me a module that clothed me in a skin-tight cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's now bend over. That's a weird detail for this story. Yeah, what the fuck is happening? Just, like the story has not done something like that before. This hasn't. This is like the anime bullshit. What? Do you at least know where this bunker is? I asked. Of course I do. 
It's right underneath the brazier. It's just a fucking ridiculous, like, mental image here, guys. It's <laughs> like this super badass Inquisitor warrior lady trying to, like, murder her emperor brother and then a cat suit. Like, yeah, lady? like, she's like, so we got cat Robot woman girl? and a, a Templar of Lost. <laughs> and a, a fucking Inquisitor that's, like, from the StarCraft universe just, like, fucking murdering people. Butter me up, cat wow. woman. <laughs> I also like the... <laughs> concept of a bunch of rednecks in this inquisition <laughs> redneck grunt <laughs> soldiers and the top are just like this like this lady but the, uh, down below just like oh, i guess we gotta go inquisit again all shucks here i go get go. killing people here i go again here i go again. <laughs> yeah oh boy i sure do love killing people victoria said as she placed her hand on a receptacle of the base of the brazier of the lost or brazier brazier is it brazier brazier Oh, so they're just saying a fucking bra? Okay, Brazier of the Lost. <laughs> Causing a number of doors to open up. Now, let's get on. The door I need you to open is further down. Victoria said as we boarded the elevator down into the bunker. And now you know why I brought my wreck. <laughs> that, that's actually how you're supposed to pronounce it <laughs> Victoria said as she and her men were mopping up the security joys that had been waiting through for roughly an hour a uh, fair a fair point now where where is that vaunted door I need to open I asked exhausted from hiding from the chaos that had erupted wait do we get to skip the fight scene yep. yeah what Fuck chaos fight like what? Yep. what Fuck so, you, no fight scenes. So we skipped the fight scene. So they just fought a bunch of security droids and we got to skip it. With Requarians. So the story skipped. Okay, so just kind of like, ooh, that fight back there. Literally, that's exactly what it ooh. said. <laughs> wow. It should be at the exact center of the bunker. Come, and let's be done with this affair. Victoria said as she helped me to my feet. Eventually, we arrived at the center of the bunker. From where we were, the bunker was massive. The walls were covered in cryopods, no doubt filled with the first human-made biodroids. Now for the moment I've been waiting for, for years. Sierra, if you would do the honors. Victoria said, and I placed my hand on the pedestal at the center. Don't do it, she's fucking evil. <laughs> Sentient biodroid detected. Activating. Biodroid Prime. A computerized voice thundered. The pedestal then went down, and in its place was a cryopod, and out of it stepped the first biodroid. She was unmistakable. Brown hair, silver eyes. She was Athena. The Emperor's crook, said to have been created from the remains of the Emperor's first love, after she had been killed by the last so-called God Emperor of Var, and now known as the Rek- and the raid on an Anatha Prime. I mean, they, they really did need the Inquisition. Are that fucking pagan gods now? Athena? Come on. I have awoken. But by who? Athena asked. Princess Victoria Ashbourne, Marshal Primaris of the Holy Empire of Terra Phoenix. And this is. Sierra Samuel. <laughs> the first sentient biodroid created since the Phoenix Interneum. And the woman who has ultimately freed you from this icy prison. Victoria said. It, it, it is an honor to meet you, Biodroid Prime. I said as I knelt to her. 
You need not bow, young one. Young hobbit. (laughs) Tell me, princess, is the purge over? Are my thinking kin safe? Athena asked. All in due time, Athena. For now, I need you to awaken the rest of the Praetorian Machina, Victoria said. (laughs) And what of the galaxy? Is it ready for the final charge? Athena asked. Yes, there are just a few more things that have to be taken care of before the charge can be sounded. My ship is in orbit and ready to take you and the rest of the Praetorian Machina from this tomb, Victoria said. Several hours later, I was back up in space on my star yacht. So, it's done. Am I free to go? I said anxiously. I promised that after this matter was over, I would not ask another such favor from you. And an Ashbourne's promise is absolute. You may do as you wish, Continue where you left off before I interrupted your vacation. Return to your family or your work. I will not ask you anything further. Ah, oh, please don't. Victoria said. Damn. <laughs> Seven chapters of her music career. So she was lying. Coming up. And what do you intend to do with the Praetorian Machina? I asked warily. Do not worry about it yourself. All you need to know is that a new age is about to begin. For both the Empire and this galaxy, who knows? Nothing to worry about at all. That doesn't have implications on your personal life in a a galactic war. (laughs) You might be able to openly tell people that you are a biodroid. Now, I must see to the transportation of the Praetorian Machina. Victoria said. So I will say, for one thing, the way proper Jim reads it makes it sound super insidious, but I can't tell if it is in the writing or not. I, I, I mean, I, he is doing playing it up more, but I do feel like, you know, this is going to be, especially considering she did, this writer uh, did that with the father already, you know, and setting also, it up of th- like. These are menacing statements. Like, they're not like. You know, some of them, yeah. Like, even if yeah, you said it, could it be like, I can't, I, yeah, even she, if I said, she, I took she, the puppy out for a walk. She liked the way I gave her gifts. Like, you know, the words aren't, you know, I could say this is her voice, she, but I mean, she's an inquisitor. Like, the dude, the emperor dude, just said was like a hedonist that cares about himself. Like, if you're a random citizen, that could be preferable to some fucking psycho person that's like, all right, time to get shit done. I'm going to fucking inquisit your asses. Like, I know who I'll pick in that scenario. I guess for the robots, it sounds like a plus, though. I don't know about everybody else. Okay. Would you mind if I talked with Biodroid Prime? I asked nervously. If you so wish, I'll have you patched through. Victoria said, it wasn't long before I was speaking with Athena herself. You are the young woman. Who liberated me and my men from our dreamless sleep. What do you wish to speak of? Athena said. Well, I do have a few questions. First off, what is this final charge you and Victoria spoke of in the bunker? You guys ready for some more exposition? Always ready. Uh, Before you 
you do that, I have to say dreamless sleep makes that sound like way more intense. <laughs> you just said like sleep. That that was a good that was, that was a good input right dreamless there. Dreamless sleep, yeah. Sounds like, like yeah, there's some good like, like little touches band. once yeah, yeah. Or like a or maybe even a band. That'd be a good band name. Or a good band movie. Or like a very Yeah. That, that, some like very uh out there movie maybe. Yeah. To put it simply, it is meant to be the last great campaign. To unite the whole galaxy under the Empire, when Arnold, who you would know as Saint Undominus I, was poisoned. He was planning for a massive campaign to conquer the rest of the galaxy, including surviving pockets of Var, human-inhabited worlds that he haven't bended their knees to the Phoenix-Wing throne, the rogue corporations, and the hated Anatha Coates. Athena explained. And the Emperor himself. What was he like? I asked. He was not a simple man. He was kind, brave, bold, and wise, but could often be petty, cruel, wrathful, and foolish in his actions at times. But of course, he did have a lot on his plate before I came to be, and he usurped the Var throne. He had unexpectedly become the planetary chancellor of Terra Phoenix, when most of the planet's leadership was lost with the scourging of Earth, and lost his wife, my template, when he sought aid from the Var, and the last god emperor murdered her when he heard that she was barren. Athena said. That's horrible. Why would he do such a thing? I asked. Because to the Var of that time, a female unable to reproduce was considered a burden, worth only for hard labor, to fight or be to be killed outright if she's unable or unwilling to do what she's told. So Arnold poisoned Yavar Nazarira, and by the laws of succession of the Var, Arnold took the throne and remade both it, the Var into the Phoenix Wing throne, and into the Rick. Wow, respectively. God damn. Everybody's fucking dick, so these VAR people enslave the women. So I gotta say the Phoenix kill all the We've been fifty fifty on names so far. I mean Yavnasa Erna Right. The names that are good though are very good. But yeah, some don't quite match. <laughs> Athena ex- I, I like Saint and Dominus. That's, That's a pretty good one. Athena explained. But why did the VAR rename themselves to Wreck War? I asked. Technically, Arnold renamed the race. The throne loyalists initially called themselves the Brook, meaning broken in their main language. But Arnold insisted that they were Wreck War, the reborn. But enough about odd alien customs. Point is. Arnold rallied the Requois to a daring raid on the homeworld of the Anatha. As according to him, an angel told him that the Anatha were responsible for the scourge, and that if he raided, not conquered, Anatha Pribe, that he would have the keys necessary to not only avenge the scourge, but unite humans and aliens alike beneath his banner. Athena explained. 
and the raid of Anatha Prime was where he got the technology to not only eradicate the Anatha, but to create us at biodroids. I said. Yes, the raid itself was apparently at great cost. Most of the Requa fleets were destroyed, going in and out of the Anatha's home system. But it was more than made up for. In a vast treasure trove of advanced technology, including biodroid tanks that could be used to create bioorganic robots, codes for sentient AIs, and some of the most powerful ships, weapons, and shields that had ever been seen. It took Arnold and his men about a decade to reverse engineer the tech, but it gave the young Holy Empire of Tenor Phoenix the edge Arnold needed to unite the colonies of humanity under his banner. Athena explained. But, but why would he even need such a powerful military? I asked. Because, as surprising as it may sound, Back in those early days when mankind first took its tentative spaces steps into space, Christianity, and by extension religion as a whole, was seen as, at best, just a bunch of eccentric weirdos. And at worst, <laughs> <laughs> as relics of the worst aspects of human nature and not often even matching the general customs of a specific faith system. Athena explained. I, I know of the Dark Age of Man, when humanity on Earth largely abandoned God and worshipped human achievements, political ideologies, celebrities, fictional characters, and even sexual my <laughs> Wait, what? And even sexual? It cuts off. J just cuts off? Okay. They worship sexual... We know that uh, Sierra ain't getting laid because she ain't having none of that sexual. I mean, we shit. do all as yeah, as non uh, theist, we, we all worship sexual, right? Yep. Yeah, the tracks. Seth, I heard you were oh. into a uh, cash as a sexuality. I mean, <laughs> as yeah, with which, most people in America, which, <laughs> which sexual god do you worship the most? Robin Ben Franklin's on my nuts. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, the god of sexual. Yeah. Oh, you're doing over there. Uh, <laughs> we worship Johnny Bravo here. <laughs> How you doing? My point is that Arnold figured that most human worlds wouldn't submit to an openly Christian authority figure. So. Where is this going? <laughs> How much do you know of the calling of man? Athena asked. Enough to know that by the end, every world that mankind colonized was integrated into the Empire. Either through brute force or through diplomacy. I said. To put it simply, the Emperor purged anyone he deemed a threat to the long-term survival of mankind. Those that he saw as an implacable threat to the souls of man and Zeno alike. By the official end... Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Zeno? Hold up. <laughs> Zeno's making an appearance here? Zeno like Xenomorphs. Like, you know, like... Yeah, I think we're getting uh, confused with Zenu. It. It's Zenu that you're looking for. Yeah, they're thinking of Zenu, yeah. Damn Which, it. If you know, if actually, now that you just put, I put two and two together, Zenu's a fucking lazy-ass name from... Somebody write that story though that's listening 
uh, write the story of like Christian inquisitors, fighting Galactic level, fighting Zeno. That'd be oh, a pretty good that'd be story. Amazing. Wait, who's Zeno? The the Scientologist. Yeah, this the no, he's the evil emperor, right? Yeah, he's the overlord that. Oh, Scientology, right, right, right. Like, like he fucks with people's souls and makes them impure. Yep, he bombed Hawaii. He bombed Hawaii with (laughs) alien prisoners that fell into the volcano. Guys, come on, aren't we all on the same religion? You know, like by the official end of the calling, thousands, if not millions, were dead or displaced. Athena said. I see. And the descendants of the displaced would be the Anathakotes beyond the Empire's borders, aren't they? Yes, after the calling, Arnold turned his attention to assimilating aliens into the Empire, including the destruction of Anathar Prime. I still remember the fight with the devil mind itself. Just me, Arnold, and the head of the Require, our god Solvash, and of course, his eagle dragon Tiny. It was during that fight. Wait, what? <laughs> His eagle dragon named It's Tiny. me, Air God Sylvash. <laughs> and it's me. Right. I'm his little buddy, I Tiny. I shall fight you. I'll fight you, Ashborn Emperor, with my dragon, Tiny. How's yet. it going? I'm Tiny. I'm a little eagle dragon, and I help the Air God. Bend before the Inquisition, Tiny. You son of a bitch. And of course, his eagle dragon, Tiny. It was during that fight we found out what had happened to the people who were on Earth. I know that they were transported to some sort of pocket universe. Yes, and after all that, Arnold began to consolidate his power, erecting churches and cathedrals across worlds, establishing great centers of learning of just about every subject imaginable, turning Terra Phoenix into a capital worthy of the empire he had built. If I might be honest with you, at least, I believe that Arnold preferred building rather than destroying. Athena explained. And what of the Spartacus incident? I asked. That is... Okay. <laughs> that is not something to ask lightly. But if you must know, the fourth generation of thinking biodroids were flawed. Uh, yeah. uh, damn it. I was about to be like, it was a robot rebellion, wasn't it? I don't know Robos. why. But every biodroid capable of genuine intelligence from that generation were mad, dumb, or just arrogant. Long story short, their leader, the rogue Spartacus, nearly killed Arnold on Terra Phoenix itself. That, that was the beginning of the end, I think. After that, everyone began to fear, thinking biodrives, seeing us as abominations that were a mockery of humanity. Gal, Gal, Galatea. Who the fuck is Galatea? Is Galatea? I think she meant to say Athena, Athena but apparently it's Galatea. <laughs> said sadly. No, she mean because she did this multiple times. Is it Galatea Athena? That's what we're gonna have to go with. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. there was no other character introduced. Yeah, it wouldn't so, make any sense for it to be a different. Character. I I've lived with that fear since I was first separated from Doctor Samuel. I said. Then, what was just ten years ago for me, while beginning production in an autobiographic hollow film about his life, one of the actors turned out to be a biodroid sleeper agent from beyond the Empire and poisoned Arnold. It was only due to the advanced technology of the Empire that he lasted for another decade, putting his affairs in order, 
solidify his legacy, ensure that the Empire could safely transition to his heir, and ensuring that when the inevitable happened that my men and I would be safe from mobs of outraged humans and aliens alike. I want to bring it up. Um, I don't think the poison killed him. Um, it took a decade for it to fucking kill him. <laughs> he probably just I mean, died. It shows of- a poison. That are, there are poisons that would do that, but why would you pick that yeah, one? Yeah, like, or was he just like on like dialysis for 10 fucking years? <laughs> just like hook up to a machine. Uh, Galatea said. I'm, I'm sorry to have brought this up. I said sympathetically. It's all right, kid. I just, I just hope that from here on out, things become better. Just to have faith that God can see our kind through. Athena Prime, over and out. (laughs) Athena said as the comm channel was closed. To be honest, I wasn't sure what to feel. Victoria brought back one of the great heroes of the Phoenix Dawn, the first biodroid ever made of human, no less. To start another war? I'm a pacifist to a degree. If fighting can be avoided, I can. Only fight at last resort. But this? By the same extent, war should also be a last resort. But against that- Just help the fucking Inquisitor. <laughs> that is not a pacifist move. But against the Athena and Anatha and, the, and their human minions beyond the frontier worlds? The simple fact that the fu- they fundamentally worship the An- Anatha is reason enough to- Wait, okay. I'm gonna have to- but against the Anatha and the human minions beyond their frontier worlds, the simple fact that they fundamentally worship the Anatha is reason enough by itself to war against the cults. I, I was about to say that it wasn't reason, but then I, mis- I misread it. I projected a little bit, but it is reason enough to war against the cults. I wasn't happy to learn that Victoria didn't keep me notified about her ultimate plans were, but, but I suppose that if I can someday openly live as a thinking biodroid, instead of living in fear of the Inquisition or of... Just someone learning there was a sentient biodroid and taking matters into their own hands. I just I just need time to think and pray whatever happens next in the grander scheme of things that God will handle the worst of it. End of chapter 11. Whew, so that was a doozy. There's a lot yeah. going there. Yeah. Okay, am I the only one that gets the impression that, like, it almost seems like two books. It seems like she just decided what? to, like, it seems like two different books or something, like, Right. Maybe it's because yeah. we left the break, but it seems almost perfect. Like we're doing completely different stuff. Yeah, this is honestly. I, I think the concept the author is going for, you know, is like to introduce you to Sierra without muddling it up with a bunch of crazy shit like this. I, I imagine is what they were going for. This is definitely different. What's up with the? This is so different. But the whole pop star thing, and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of wanted to learn about her, like pop star. I mean, life. I agree with you, but. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm actually totally okay with this change. <laughs> the pop star thing was really not a <laughs> floating my boat there, but this was a hard switch. I mean, I'd be kind of down if she like somehow was like <laughs> being a pop star for the rebellion, though. Somehow, that could be I, a story thread that's not followed often, like a cultural icon. What I'm wondering is Sierra's faith's going to get questioned because all of this is so like fundamentalist going through, and I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the author has been setting up all of this so that at the end, there's going to be like a hard question of like, does Sierra actually like change her mind or plus also both sides are like all sides are being set up as wrong. It's like the aliens were fucking misogynist slavers. The human inquisitors just like killed all the robots, but the human inquisitors are like so intense. Like they're literally saying it's worthy of going in and 
like the people in this empire are saying it's worthy of going in and just murdering these people because they believe in the cults of Athana, which, which I mean, it's one like it, they're in a different galaxy, man, <laughs> like or a different like. Yeah, of course they don't worship your god. <laughs> yeah, so you'd have to be especially zealous to like do that. I mean, they said not. They said being not believing in the 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 what was it the three of a kind or <laughs> was it one in three. <laughs> Three, yeah. Oh, dang it! Now I can't think. Three of and it. one. The uh, <laughs> one in three, right? No, it was something. Or no, that would make sense. Uh, where is it? But yeah, it's set up because it's like a modern author. Yeah, clearly Sierra's gonna the have three to, and one. <laughs> uh, the three and one. Okay, the three and yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. So, any any other thoughts from you from from y'all? You just uh, definitely that some of this should have been spread around in other spots. Uh, this is definitely exhausting. Parts this is a lot of exposition. We learned a lot right now. Right. Yeah, we should have gotten broader strokes back in, in the past and then gotten more details now, maybe, type of thing. Not just all of it. Well, yeah, the pacing is bad. But pace, yeah, the pacing's but, bad. The story, it's like it's pretty interesting, I suppose. Yeah, They're setting honest. up some moral conflicts. The more we keep going, the more interested I am, actually. Yeah, absolutely. It just would have been nice to have this peppered earlier a bit. Yeah, I guess with these types of stories, you do pick up like how much information you're getting at a certain point, but it was just like the pace. Yeah, the pacing was... It's not this much, though. Uh, so let's talk about, so overall, I think our, our thoughts are pretty clear on this. Uh, we, this, we all thought this was a positive change for the story, right? Yeah. Improvement overall. I, I would like to, you know, not suck and stick the entire time. I'm going to, you know, be on the more critical aspect of it. Probably my biggest problem is that this became exposition dump. The book. Oh, I got to completely agree. That was literally that last chapter were just conversations between two people. It's like, you know, in a video game when you like find like all the deep, like, you know, chats you can have with a person to learn all the lore. That's what just no, happened. Right, sure. Right now. Because what, what you could supposed to do is pepper the the big details we, we throughout the so previous much. parts. And then, then you have Athena come in and give the significant, like, super details of, like, oh, you learned it that way, that's wrong, right? Like, it's supposed to be, like, this type of, like, moment in a book is supposed to be, here's me, this person in the know telling you... Tying it together. Like, a, a, a few small details that tie the bow in a different way of, like, oh, you had that perception? Actually, this is what happened. Especially with this fucking Inquisition government, they're clearly going to rewrite history it, and stuff. It honestly could have been okay, fundamentally, if uh, what I think they needed was a break from exposition to exposition. So, Which that here's my suggestion to the team. author, if they ever... Right. So, I was going to just say, what would be really cool is, um, so, like, they're coming back up to the surface, and then the brother strikes. Like, you know, like, the brother uh, caught up, you oh, know. yeah. That from, you cool. know, like, with with all the sh so you have Requarians and you have like Athena we could kind of see like oh man she's a bat you know she's a conqueror you know and we could demonstrate we, you could show us why yeah, she's it's important show, yeah a show instead of tell about her conquest well, also the showing that the emperor is you know a threat in reverse too and which you, like, yeah. you could easily write it as like his brother didn't underestimate her strength so like you know they could even be mode it's like you know a couple of quick action scenes but you know like it's at least something for us one established that Athena's a badass and two established but the, that the emperor being a threat too yeah right? the emperor's catching on 
He doesn't seem threatening. They keep describing him as like, you know, this hedonist guy that doesn't give a shit. It's like, is he going to be a My threat? My main issue with this, the exposition, is just that it's just conversation. So what we, we well, here's another thing. Yeah. So that, that showing not telling is also a great uh, suggestion. But I would say, so at the beginning, we have this long conversation about all this stuff and it doesn't need to happen over the comms. What could have been said was like, hey, I need you at Earth now. And then uh, Sierra's like, why would I be at Earth? And she's like, I can't explain. You need to come to Earth now. Trust me. And then we'd have this like kind of anxiety building, you know, of like, why are we going to Earth? All this stuff. And then as they're going through, as they're walking through the caves, they could explain all of this stuff they they had during that conversation, like while actively doing something, and then include the fight scene where they had like they fought security droids, include that action scene to break up the exposition, and then you know, and also you could include what proper Jen said on the way out, like you know. Also, there's no reason why the exposition with Athena or Galeta or whatever her name is had to happen on the ship. It could have happened in the the thing or whatever, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, because yeah, she was with them. Yeah, it could happen right there. The uh, uh, here's like another suggestion, but it'd be like uh, uh, kind of what I was saying earlier. But like, if you had peppered in before, like, because she was in an orphanage, right? So she could have been being taught or learning from people around her, like the image of what the empire presents themselves as, which wouldn't be like, Oh, you know, these, uh, we viewed these robots. Or, well, I guess you kind of get, uh, you get some of that to be fair, but maybe like rev it up more so that when she talks to Athena, finally one, you wouldn't, she wouldn't be filling in every fucking detail. It'd just be like, Oh, like, uh, Here's, here's the parts where it's wrong, not the whole thing. Just here's where the Empire's lying to you, and it'd be like a big reveal moment. Here's my problem, is that the personality, as well, too, with the personality with the Emperor, it doesn't add up. Because you have one side of him that literally created a usurping, a coup d'etat, literally murdered the mother, right, the yeah. father. So he's like very, uh, so he's cold, super calculated, smart, like he knew how to, you know, like... Super learn. ambitious. Super ambitious, super. had all these goals, and then like... If he was really just about the getting fat and fucking up lifestyle, yeah, he, he could have done, done that without that doing that. Yeah. I mean, just have right, he's the son of an emperor. He could just be like, yeah, I'm a lazy fuck. Give me money, dad. And he'd be like, God, I hate you. Uh, your sister could be emperor because you're a piece of shit. But, you know, you're still going to get that royal cash. You're still going to get you're going to be living in Cashville. I think yeah, my biggest disappointment yeah, don't do would it. be don't do it. It's like, a bad literally the next chapter or just, you know, like the next chapter. Maybe there's like another dialogue chapter. But like I don't want this entire problem to be under... I want some conflict to go between the siblings, you know? I don't want this emperor just to, you know, lose immediately, you know? And, like, this woman is super smart and cunning and super powerful, like, right, you know? Right, yeah, she seems like she, yeah, is gonna obliterate him. Like, this is a good story that could be drawn over for several... If you want to do these mini-arcs, fine, but make this a mini-arc. Don't, like, what? what's the point of doing all this if, you know... By the next chapter, you're just gonna because I feel like he's she's just gonna throw it away, you know, like just gonna like straight up be like, okay. I feel like it'll be a temporary return to you know the norm, at at the very least. Uh, Like make this emperor, this emperor could be a great villain, and then the empress could be a great villain. You can have two good villains. Yeah, they could both be villains. Yeah, I mean that's what I feel like. It's gonna be like uh, at the end of the story, you know, Sierra's not gonna be satisfied with either this lady either, Victoria. At least that seems like what's being set up, which is that's a good part. Just wait till the next five chapters are just her and her boyfriend living in an apartment. (laughs) Right. But like, see, if you're going to do that, at least like, you know, if you had this galactic civil war, right, you could have her be like a pop icon for the revolution. That'd be like like a propaganda thread that's not been followed that often. No, I mean, 
Do you mind if you sing on the battlefield? I just, <laughs> you know, we'll get you a stage, a mic, and you can just, you know. Well, who, uh, who is that protest band? Pop, 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 flop? It's much harder to tell if the author is projecting their own views of Christianity or if they're purposely building it up to try and make something later. Which is interesting. Oh, I think it's a second. Originally, I thought... They're, they're, clearly, they're not going to be pro-actual Inquisition as a modern problem. You'd be surprised. There are still there Dominionists. are some. So... Well, but Sierra's been like, you know, like um, a pacifist. Yeah. You know, she's the main but character. So, so she's been pushing But yeah, back but it was, it was... At the beginning chapters, it almost definitely, I thought, it was projection. But at this point... Right. I'm not sure, sure. Like, honestly, so that's... I, I guess that's another okay. check for it. It actually complicated that. There, there's some weird. Yeah, they complicate the religious part more. And they, and, and if they are trying to complicate it, they did it in a fairly. They did it in a way that's interesting because they still kind of keep the cohesive whole of like the religious ideology strong within the characters, which is how it kind of would happen in real life. You know, they wouldn't just immediately like right. break apart. Uh, whether or not that's on purpose, I don't know. Uh, we'd have to see what happens <laughs> to, to determine if that's on purpose. Uh, yeah. True. I definitely say the transhumanism guys. vibes are still possible, but I don't think they're going to be happening. <laughs> I think that might be uh, not as important. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of, I kind of like this other direction. It should have just been more present earlier, maybe. I guess, Agreed. I guess you can still do a transhumanist reading, but I don't think it's the intention of the author. <laughs> no, it's a completely yeah, relevant. Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, it was kind of like the first half because you did have it with the, you know the father, you know that yeah, transition part of like him trying to reconfigure. It. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, it's completely like, separate. It's a, yeah, because it's like it's that. Kind of, like the themes of that is very. It's like, kind of perfect that segregated. that we um that we did our long break right at the end of the first On this story. Part, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Because as soon as yeah, the dad got offed again this time. It's like just completely different direction. But, I mean, maybe that stuff will return because it's like they said they would take the fall. You know, he's not dead. He can easily return again. But, like, that's going to happen. Maybe, uh... Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes at least one more appearance. Makes at least one what? More appearance. So, how oh, much right. more do we have left up. in this story? Because it feels like... That chapter's a lot like, of words. Does it feel like... Does it feel like an act two... Like, it doesn't feel like an act two. It feels like an act three. It feels like the end of act one. It feels feels like like act one of part two. Yes. So, I definitely feel like... Well, for one, I can tell you by lengthwise. Um, one Typhon Omega eleven thirty eight is actively updating the story. So this was updated to eighteen chapters as of October seventh. So that was last week. Well, that makes more sense. So it's not over because I was going to say this does not seem like we're more than halfway through at all. Like everyone seems to agree. But um, but the the chapters are unevenly spaced. So like the next chapter is Mm. also very long, and the chapter after that is not as long. So it's kind of hard to say okay. how far we are word-wise. I would say we're a little over halfway through word-wise, I would guess. Um, okay. But, you know, who knows? It's I'm not counting. I'm not going to go through and count all these words by hand. I don't have enough fingers. <laughs> you have no fingers. I can help you. Oh. Here, let me bring my fingers over there. The, the great state of Indiana. Great state of Indy, Gary. Ooh, so let's do oh. rankings. Uh, Seth, what was what, how would you rank this section? So I think that everybody makes good points. Honestly, I'm just so caught up on like the fan fiction side of things that it doesn't really bother me at this point. So I'm actually pretty happy for it. Uh, with some reserve, 
just because I have no idea where this is going. I'm going to give it a right. three out of five. I think it went up a point. Okay. Uh, hyena. Yeah, I'm pretty split because I want to give it like higher than average also, but also at the same time below average. Well, because it's like the episode, but that's it more sounds of like a structural. Like it straight up average then. Sure. But it just like very mixed. So you're I saying guess, like average. you like the not content. like average average. It's a mixed average because the problem is a structural one. It's not this these two chapters problem. It's the problem of the entire structure of like previous parts of the story should have been carrying this weight too, right? But th- these parts of these chapters has been pretty uh, interesting stuff going on. There's good like verbiage and naming, kind of some, well a lot of it, and then some bad stuff, but. That's just a problem you run to with like fantasy names, right? It's kind of hard to make names, but uh, um, it's like there's good little flavor details. I don't know. I think they're good. At, I think they're good, deep, pretty good. The best world builder of anybody on the podcast so far. I feel like I could say that. Yeah, that, that, that tracks. Maybe. I mean, I can't think of anybody. Well, Gaytales, I think New there. Dawn one might be. Oh, also. New well, Dawn. Gaytales doesn't work. Gaytales does not world build at all, though. It's purely character driven. Uh, New Dawn saying? is really good uh, world property. building. Yeah, that's oh, the, that one was good. Okay, that's, that's yeah, that's fair. They, they were really good too, but the okay, that's true. Actually, but them too, I would I put them close together. We, maybe though. maybe uh, close the day before Easter. <laughs> Shut the hell up! God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a squirrel, and then we have nuts dude, and dude. acorns and fish. Dude, they could world build in that squirrel tomatoes. show. I mean, there was world building going on. The problem Shut was the that it was only. <laughs> <laughs> Their problem was the reverse. It's only world building. <laughs> hey, we try to be positive, proper gent. You should know about that. Don't you teach that in your courses? Nope. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna but two and a half. Two and a half. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, proper gent. Where are you? So at? very strong stuff. Very weak stuff. I'm gonna say that for the first. Nine chapters, ten chapters of the story. We will call that the Sorcerer's Sierra. Okay. <laughs> okay. Of Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, it's like the first book. Sure. It's very innocent and playful. You know, it's purely set up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now we're at the Goblet of Oh Shit. Shit's going down. <laughs> yeah. We skipped to the Goblet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Prisoner of Azkaban, Chamber of Secrets. Fuck them. No, not even relevant. You know, we get right <laughs> in that Goblet. Of shit. <laughs> Goblet we're just skipping. We're skipping to the last scene of Goblet where it's fucking you know kids. <laughs> yeah, kids <laughs> dying in front of in like, front of the main going character. Going down. So for the you know the Sorcerer Sierra, I would give that a probably a one point five out of five. Like overall, there were so many problems with it when it came to structural integrity, when it came to like story and cohesion, and just making sure that this story actually flows per- nicely because everything just seemed like it was so goddamn convenient. It's like, oh, now she's a singer. Now she's met the royal princess. Now the royal princess is sa- saving her. Or, you know, what? You know, yeah. I, you know, now we're at the fucking goblet of oh shit going down. And I'm like, what the fuck's going like, <laughs> like six years later, like she's like, has a star cruiser. I don't even know what's going on. She's like helping the overthrow of the empire. Like we're right, so, we right. somehow missed it, the a empire. dragon named tiny. That was a thousand years we ago. Literally or ska- <laughs> we literally skipped uh, the empire strikes back of the star Wars. Trilogy. <laughs> we had the new hope. And now we're return of the Jedi. And we're just overthrowing everything. So, you know, without the Ewoks, <laughs> yeah, the Ewoks, so far, there maybe. <laughs> um. So overall, for this part, I my biggest problem with it is that it is exposition dump. 
Like, God, would I like this peppered out throughout the other chapters. Make them a little yeah. bit more mature. Make them a little bit more subtle. Because I'm not going to lie. When I was reading those first 10 chapters, I was like, man, why is Fancy Octopus having us read here? Like, we're just, like, doing God. It's a little, it's a little, it's a right. little childish. Like, you know, and now we're at, like, wreck warriors or fight. Yeah. And, like, religious zealotry and, like, Jesus, I have no doubt, as a clone is going to show up or a bio droid. And he'll be the final fight. And Seer has to kill Jesus. Right. Dude, um, I pay for that. And all this crazy <laughs> shit. Uh but so I would give that I'd probably give if I give the you know the first part of the sorcerer's uh, Sierra one point five, I give this a three out of five. Okay. Like I want more. Okay. I want this to happen. I want the exposition to stop so that the cool shit can happen. Or, or at least pepper it at a better pace. I'm gonna give it a, just a three out of five. I would really just give it a one out of five based on the two chat, but three out of five, I'm bumping it up for the potential. Okay. For what is going sure. on. Sure. Yeah, right. That, like, that's where I would agree with it too. That, that's kind of how we have to grade it at this point, though, because yeah, it's just like what this is setting up is a good setup. Because this is a great setup. You know, terrible exposition dumps, but great. So But but you have the moral complicated. You have a lot of sides, you know, that are all wrong. It's just very great morality. Basically, if you can hear this. Uh, Omega Typhoon or Typhoon Omega, I forgot Typhoon Omega. Uh, I want the G. I want your last chapter to be Jesus, the clone Jesus versus Sierra, <laughs> clone army of Jesus, and then Sierra has to rip off the head of Jesus. It'll be like you <laughs> died for my shoes. Like you know, just be like I killed him. I killed Jesus, and that's it. Okay, hail new Jesus. So I gotta mainly agree with everything said here. Um. I, I gotta say, I, I like no, I bitch. like the ideas that were presented here. I really do. But fuck, man, that was so exhausting to read. Like, yeah, oh my god, it was it was like someone <laughs> just like well, it was all like unique names all these, too. Yeah, and just it's like so much effort, stuff. man. It was like it's like the fucking of yokai and hopeless romantics intro, where it's just like, by the way, everyone's and yokai. And dragon blade bane into the emperor. And don't forget, and don't forget the that Kurosama sama is my friend, and that Kaiko is actually <laughs> over there, and that uh, she's a cat, and like it's just so many names in the third. Era, so many emperor, things. Oh god! Like so, as I'm gonna have to agree with decree 55. execution here. I'm gonna give it a one and a half. That was horrible execution. Concept three out of five. Um, I guess that's a good way to play. I guess that's yeah, kind of like horrible execution. Like the concepts and setup. And I get that. I think the reason why is that he. I think Typhon thought of this stuff at this point. At my, here's my prediction. Yeah. Oh, so earlier in the story they, they didn't, didn't have, have it fully, this fully realized. Realized, yet. and this is still a they work had in progress. Notion, and so that so. To That's catch fair. up, they I think he I think they uh wanted to like really get into this war stuff, and so they kind of just they just slammed on the acceleration for this chapter. Maybe they had a night, you know, where they had a not a dreamless sleep. They had a very dreamful dream sleep, sleep, and they, they were and up. they. St- and they got all these ideas. They're like, okay, now, like, because, you know, people yeah. do that. You know, and you have vague notions of what the concept will be, but you need to get And started. so, in this way, he was able yes. to, they, I keep saying, he, they were able to just, like, put it to paper and then just fucking go for it, which I think leads to the sloppy execution. But, but the I sh- think it's a yeah. good idea. I do think that this is the, probably one of the better ideas. So, yeah, maybe go back and, and honestly, uh, this is one of the, uh, rehash the, the sorcerer stone I, part of the I say concept-wise, this is up there with, like, you know, um... Uh, a new dawn, a, a new dawn when it yeah. comes to um when it comes to concept and to build up. So I'm definitely I'll, I'll give it and the world so I'll it. average it out to like I'll give it a two and a half just because like the concept's really good, but like God, I 
did I was exhausted. <laughs> also, can I say, sassy historian, if you're out there, where the hell's the next chapter of New Dynasty? Sassy stuff, historian, <laughs> where you at? You live oh, in this. I know you do. <laughs> I was that fully caught up. We had to wait. Uh, yeah, the, that was, he only gave us one chapter. Uh, I need to check oh, again. I'll check his uh, his public thing, see if it's up. But I, I wanna I wanna hear the rest of that. I think he's like done the best as far as ratings. Uh, I think so. I can check real quick. Best ratings are. Oh, you do have it. Yeah, he keeps it. Yeah, he keeps it up to date. I, I don't keep it up to you date just, for this one. You just don't have the individual. Well, I don't have it for this one because we haven't finished it yet. Uh, so oh, gotcha. we have the top. We have four. Or wait. So the top rated ones are My Roommate, Brothers, Love to Eat, No World, No People, No Problems, Teddy Bear Blues, and The New Dawn Chapter 1. The highest we've given anything is a 4. Which was New Dawn? Uh, no, New Dawn got a 3.75 out of 5. Uh, what got 4? Uh, brothers, My Roommate, Love to Eat, and No World, No I guess it's no the problem. first part of well, Brothers. Because yeah. that one was good too, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, like not the, Columbus uh, Brothers. Email it was the email story. chain story, yeah. Right. And then my roommate was the uh, horror one with the vampires, I believe. Huh. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it was. I remember that. Yeah, one. it's the one with the um, uh, they're um, uh, the, the, she like the they're like vampires in the next room, and they only like drink blood or whatever. Um, that was a good one. The, oh, okay. The worst okay. we've given is uh, we've given <laughs> three zeros. What? <laughs> Damn, just straight up zero. Or something like board. that, yeah. I mean, they're probably ones, but that'd be the Nut Job, Lumbus Brothers, Buy the Book, Welcome to McMilano's. Uh, yeah, the God, the Vampire Brother one. That one, out of any of them, that's the one that deserves um, zero. Hacks the Appearance of Mallory and Twas the Day Before Easter are our lowest scoring ones. Like, if the story pisses me off, you know <laughs> it's pretty horrible. Yeah. Uh, I went through the nut job with the uh, proper gin, and I was not flustered, frustrated at all. I did not get so what, for for which one the nut job for uh, the nut job because you were like very frustrated. Were, I was, but not, I could take it. I was it. not. I was not. Dude, you should have been like, frustrated. You were, frustrated. <laughs> you were just straight frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> but but for that vampire brothers one though, I was dude. I got I, I got angry at that vampire one. Only time. I got straight up confused. I'm just saying I have a tolerance, and that one. Well, it is a shame if that isn't our most listened to one because that did make for the best <laughs> entertainment, in my humble opinion. Uh, so I, I did actually, I yeah, had a proposal a... for our new tagline, which would be, "This okay. hurts me." Do we have an old one? <laughs> so, this, this hurts me. That's our new tagline. Is there an old tagline? Uh, something about the internet. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Like uh... overall, uh, any last thoughts on the story from anybody? Also, uh, you can know, update the official podcast religion to Johnny Bravo I do sexual. Need to read. I need to Johnny Bravo sexual. Put that somewhere. Uh, I need. Uh, Anyone can do art that listens. Uh, hit me up. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, for some Johnny Bravo. Yes, yeah, so I want some Johnny Bravo sexual pocket. Barry Jim's posters. <laughs> it's like I'll, if you can give me, send me a drawing, I will print a yeah, poster okay, for you. Okay, okay. Here's a here's a concept idea for what the art would be. It's like Johnny Bravo, you know, sleeping in bed. You know, the classic like you know shirtless guy like with the arm over, but it's Jim's oh, instead of a girl. I I like that. Okay, just Here throwing that out there. <laughs> I see it is Johnny Bravo in a cloud up top with his arms out. <laughs> 
And then yeah. the like sun rays make a diamond shape. Oh, that's also pretty <laughs> dope. That's also good. So art people. Do, do both of them if you're an artist. Hit me up. Uh, any last thoughts on the on the, the story before we get to, to shame, shameless hour? Shameless plugs. Pluggy time. Uh, Hyena, you got any plugs? I mean, there's a hole in the house I need to plug somewhere because yeah, there's a tarantula in here the other day. Oh. Um, yeah, my cat's like tore it apart. Well, that's pretty epic. Uh, hyenas love keeping cats as pets. Hmm. So that's that's a pretty important plug there. Uh, Seth, any any plugs for you? Not at all. Uh, cash bill. So we're still running on gas lamps and stuff out here. So actually, no plugs in the entire city. Oh God. I mean, we all, of course, want Johnny Bravo to be plugging some holes, <laughs> but that just goes without saying. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Um, uh, proper gent. Making this a any thing. plugs? Support us on Patreon. Oh, yeah. So, Patreon. <laughs> on Patreon, uh, once again, I say this every time. You can't search for us on Patreon because we're adult content. You have to uh, find us. You have oh. to. I don't know the exact. Let me look up the exact link. So, if you go to. Here's a way I find it. And, and if you donate you to the Patreon. have the links on iTunes. Uh, can you put the link on iTunes think, and Podbean? Uh, I, I will put it on. I, I can update it to iTunes. So, if you go to barrygems.podbean.com, you get to see our lovely website. Uh, where where is it? There we go. Go go to the. And if you give us money at Patreon, that will go straight towards John. Yeah, Bravo so barrygems.podbean.com. If you do that, you get to go visit our lovely website. Uh, you can listen to our podcast there. Also, you can go to something we have called an about page. One, you can get links to all the stories that we do, so that's fun. Uh, you can also get to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com/slash/buriedgems. Uh, if you do, you have to say you're 18 or older. You can just click the button. I'm not going to check. Um, then we have uh, some Patreon posts you can check out if you're a patron, which is $1 a month. If that, you get to get on our Discord and to get to see all our other stuff. Um, and the other stuff includes uh, a wasting author profile and the ability to pay me uh, to go to your house and bury gems in your backyard. People think this isn't real. I don't know why people don't think this you, is you real. You should write up a. You should it write up a little. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's, yeah, he's he, he will. Serious. He will We've fucking do it. it. He Absolutely. will do it. I dude, literally, when Toxic Gold was on, he at, after we stopped recording, he asked me, "Wait, do you actually have a Patreon?" I couldn't tell, and I was like, "Yes, we actually do have a Patreon. It's a real thing." <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the problem. People will think it's ironic. Look, we need that money for that fan that art. Fan art we're gonna, we're gonna pay for. Um, that was Johnny Bravo fan art. The uh. Uh, what you should also do is write up a little like uh, write up on the uh, pickle gate. Whistle. Oh yeah, so yeah, that so even though that wasn't that super, that wasn't a super interesting uh, solution. Um, turns out Picklegate was friends yeah, with uh, Della, with with Della. Um, okay, with the yeah author of the other so, piece. So it, there was no pickle gate. It was actually a witch. It was hunt a witch the whole hunt. time. Okay, uh, so we got Patreon. Um, oh, the First Impressions Music Podcast. Uh, we're running, uh, if you like music and you want to find new music or you want to hear some analysis of some more obscure-ish albums, uh, you can join me and Toxic Gold and uh, the legendary Jacob. And uh, we talk about music, we analyze a little bit, we listen to it. Uh, it's a good way if you want to hear some new music. That's a fun thing. It's on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. And we also, uh, also I was recently guested on the jack doc po- the jock doc podcast with dr jock 
drlondon.com. And it's a fun little podcast where you, you get to learn about um, about heart issues. I was on it as an expert guest. Um, I was on it as an expert guest. It was a fun time. Uh, really, it was really informative. I learned a lot. Uh, it should be out definitely by now. They have a much faster release schedule than we do. So if you're listening to this episode, definitely go check out the Jock Dog podcast. They're they're a fun group of guys. Um, and that's it for me. Any any other any other fun facts you want to talk Boop. about? I got nothing. (laughs) Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at buriedgympodcast at gmail.com.